Hello, folks. Welcome to the Our Chitty Opinion Podcast. Uh, Trigger left just uh, one opinion at a time. Don't forget, you leave a text or a voicemail at 339 <coughs> So, uh, today, I'm just going to go over some thoughts and ideas. There's no major uh, major news stories today, which is, I don't know, a good thing. You know, it's the whole, uh, you know... No news is good news, cause uh, especially in this world where everything is fucking bad news and stupid news. Um, I did come across an interesting. Um, the what is this? Hold on. <laughs> the uh, uh, Quinnipiac poll, and I thought it was pretty funny and it was pretty interesting. What the hell is this? Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta pause this. I got a. I probably should not be checking my messages while I'm doing this. So, here done. All right. Sorry about that. I actually got a real message, not a uh, crappy uh, bullshit message. Hey, could be a friend. I got zero followers, but I can do all the stuff for you. It was actually a real account. Oh, anyway. Um, all right, now I found this poll, a Quinnipiac poll. I'm not big on polls. I was, I, I used to be one of those people like, dude, what are, who are these polls? What is up with these polls? Like, why? Like, I, I, I don't even think they exist. I think they just pull numbers out of the ass. I've, in all my life, I've never been polled. And what, uh, I want to say a year or two ago, I got a phone call to be polled. And then I put myself on a list to continuously be polled because I find them extremely interesting in, in more of a social... Uh, uh, studying um, point of view because the way they word things and they make you answer, it's pretty, pretty deceiving. So it's actually, it's pretty interesting what the polls are. I get Next one I get, I have to record. I got to get a, um, so I can actually, you know, play it on here and, um, and, and actually share it with people because I find them interesting. I don't know anybody else who has been polled before, so I do find it interesting. So anyway, Quinnipiac poll asked, if Russians invaded your city, would you leave or stand your ground and fight? Now, this is based off of how what the, what the, the supposed citizens are doing in the Ukraine and how all these, all of a sudden, these people in America are like, yeah, we already know that mostly conservatives are right and Republicans and are, you know, typically for this type of thing, stand up for your country, yada, 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 you know, and Democrats are against it because they hate America and all this shit. So anyway, but they all want to support you know, the Ukraine and steering up for them shit and whatever else. So they did this poll based off of that basic idea. And uh, so it came down to Republicans, independents, and Democrats. And, of course, Republicans were 68% to 25% would say they would stay and fight. Not a shocker there. Um, independents, 57% to 36% would stay and fight. And of course, then we get to the Democrats. 52 to 40 would leave the country. Shocker. Is it shocking to anybody? They, that Democrats, the anti-Americans, but pro, pro-Ukraine patriots would leave their country behind. Now, what I find interesting is that this past week, there's Tulsi Gabbard and... Um, uh, Tucker Carlson have come out and spoken out about 
the bio labs that we have over in the Ukraine. And, you, you know, if you listen to people, I've listened to Ben Shapiro almost every day, and he thinks what they say is ridiculous. But he doesn't. he's not saying it's pushing, you know, Russian pro uh, Russian propaganda or whatever else because I believe that these bio labs and I mean the 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 story is that they got these bio labs over there with um where the United States is there's 26 of them and that the United States is apparently or supposedly allegedly um producing bio weapons over there to use against Russia I wouldn't say they're using against Russia I just say they have their bio labs over there to produce um, bioweapons, period. And I'll just say what Ben Shapiro says. He says they're not. And Politico, Politico apparently does all this research and finds out that these uh, biolabs are just for studying and coming. Basically, what we what we think a biolab would, a, a regular lab would do is basically you have like anthrax and shit like that and that way there's an attack you know, they found a way to fight it, fight the attack and whatever else, whatever. Um, I don't believe that. This is like we're supposed to believe that, you know, what we did with the Wuhan lab. That we're supposed to believe everything out of that too. I mean, come on. We just went through two years of bullshit about COVID and believing the government. We're supposed to believe the government that it didn't come for a lab and that they had nothing to do with it and that we're supposed to believe Fauci when he says... He didn't. Um, he didn't pay for. Has nothing to do with um, gain of function research, despite literally a video from like 2015 him talking about the um, NIH and participating in gain of function research. But you know, we we won't get into actual facts and actual evidence. Um, so after all that shit, we're supposed to believe the government telling us that there there are vet clinics. I, I mean, I even read reports that there were vet clinics and just regular hospitals on uh, on safety protocols for these type of things. Uh, this is a bunch of bullshit. You don't have twenty six fucking labs in one country just to find fucking um, find ways to counter uh, uh, bio attacks with anthrax and shit that we already know about. There's no fucking way. You don't have 26 of these places. You just need like three huge ones. You don't need 26 fucking bio labs in one country. You don't. So I think it's a, a load of shit personally. So anyway, these same Democrats who are calling Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard for saying that, you know, we should secure these labs and get rid of all these, um, all these deadly can contagions so that if they do get blown up or whatever they don't get released into the atmosphere um everybody there's a lot of dems on the calling and especially on the view calling for the calling these people um uh russian propagandists and uh saying it's treasonous what they're doing because it's anti-ukraine in their mind now this is going to roll into a I know these are the same people that call that treasonous, but they're, they're, it's treasonous if you don't believe in what's going on in Ukraine, but it's not treasonous for you to turn your back on your country and leave rather than defend it, which is a, an amazing theory and concept to me. I'm going to turn my country, my city, my house, my home, and my freedoms over to another invading country. It is that You cannot get more treasonous than that as far as I'm concerned without directly pushing the nuclear button and causing a war. Um, against your own country 
Okay? I mean, yes, there are horrible, horrible things that people have done within their own country with bombings and terrible, terrible things and shootings and stuff. But to give it, hand it over to another power is a totally different thing. Um, Now, these are the same people who, let's see, when they had the trucker convoy, celebrated the, the tyranny of Justin Trudeau to go into your bank accounts and seize your money and freeze your bank accounts and call you a criminal if you were part of that convoy, if you even donated money to that convoy, even said you supported that convoy. Um, This is the same group of people who said that, you know, that you, for trespassing on January 6th, that you belong in jail in solitary confinement, that they use, you know, that use the um, FBI to... Um, turn people's children against them to make up stories to talk about to say that there were violence um, against them in whatever else and that's the story that's horrific but so they can sit there and literally prosecute these people for trespassing in a place that is one of the most secure locations on the planet with the magnetic steel doors that were magically opened that could not be opened with a tank, let alone a bunch of people pushing against it. So there's a bunch of bullshit going on with that. But these are the same people who support that. But God fucking forbid that in Russia, now this, I'm not saying that I support this, but in Russia there's tons of news stories coming out since day one about these anti-Russian protesters, anti-war protesters in Russia who are basically saying we don't want war and telling Russia to stop attacking the Ukraine and they're not getting arrested and there is all this empathetic uh, headlines and news stories and um, articles out there about how you know basically implying how it's a horrible thing there is really not much opinions I could find to kind of quote on right now but if you read the articles it's basically long long quotes of the horrors that are going on with it and why they're doing which it is horrible don't get me wrong but you support it happening to your own people and you're outraged when it happens to other people. I don't understand this anti-freedom um, rhetoric that they like to push in this country. And it's like the same for, for, for four years that if you are a Trump supporter, that you should go to jail, that you're a criminal, um, that you should be, you can't go to, like right now to this day, if you're a conservative and you try to speak on a college campus, they, they call you fascist and try to kick you out despite doing that is a fascist move, which is ironic in these people are supposed to be educated in college. Um, you know, they scream over you. They they call you this name and that name without ever showing you any facts. They refuse to ever look at any actual facts. These are the same people who literally on video have said that people who don't get vaccinated should die, you know, and all sorts of crazy shit, you know, but, but it's a horrible, horrible thing if Russian protesters get arrested. We saw video of people at the convoy, an elderly woman who uses a walker get trampled by a horse an indigenous one at that, since they love bringing race into it, I'll bring race into it for the moment, and an indigenous old woman in a walker getting trampled by a horse and no one gave a shit. The left made fun of it, legacy media made fun of it, thought it was great. There's video and text of cops 
of uh, RCMP police officers talking um, and saying that that should be taught in 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 the the cadet program or whatever that to run over people with your horse seriously but you can't you know so you can't do that you can't do that you can you're that's a great thing to do that is awesome great job trudeau you know in invoke an emergency act you know put all these americans in jail you know um it's just it's it's terrible you know one side can protest the other side can't and if you do, it's the end of the fucking world, and you should go to jail or be killed or whatever it is that the, the, the tons of different rhetorics, depending on the situation, it goes on, and the horrors that come out of these people mouth, these mouths wishing death upon so many people is mind boggling. But <clears throat> so that's not a horrible thing when they do it here to our own citizens, regardless of what side you're on. But it's fucking horrible when you do it over over there because you don't agree with the government. They're like saying that, oh, you can't agree with the government, so you know, you, you oh, how dare they, they they arrest them, go to jail? Um, excuse me, that's literally what you do here. That's literally what you push here. It's on the news. You could find probably at this point thousands of clips of people saying that that's what they should be doing on the news on a regular fucking basis. CNN and MSNBC, especially MSNBC, they become the fucking the, the shit bum of it all. You know. Yeah, and like even on there's, there's clips on Fox of them saying of, of saying it for certain things. It's stupid. It's dumb. So I find that quite ironic and and rather interesting, and uh, I think it's I think it's uh, a bunch of bullshit. Not gonna lie. And the fact that over here the news wants to sit there and act like you know that. You, you, if you're if you don't support Ukraine, you should get arrested. Like that's literally a belief here that it's treasonous for not believing in, in, in them to do um, in what they're doing, and yet they're saying that it's bad for you to get arrested if you disagree with the the the, the, the Russian government. Then you shouldn't get arrested, and you should be able to, you know, say what you want against the Russian government. But if you say something that isn't in support of Ukraine, not saying against it, but just isn't in support of Ukraine, you're committing treason, which by federal law and constitution is um, is a death penalty conviction, by the way, just so you know. So when they're asking you to be, they're telling you you're treasonous, they're telling you that um, they want you to die, is essentially, if, and if, if, if these are supposedly educated people saying this stuff, so I suppose they, they know that. Um, so I find that rather interesting that they can actually pull this shit and think it's okay um <clears throat> also today in california they have voted on getting rid of temporarily getting rid of the gas tax in california because california gets hit pretty much the worst when it comes to gas is in mid california mid east coast the calif uh mid east coast mid east of california like the eastern side of california middle of nowhere gas prices are up to 875 uh in some places for regular not even like premium and premiums up you know on regular places close to, i mean close to eight dollars where regular would be closer to seven dollars um now the gas tax in california is 51 cents per gallon and since everything else is in the world is going up, I mean, there's a lot of Democrats I had re spoke wrote, 
uh, a few episodes ago that the Democrat, there's Democrats in like Colorado and other states, um, governors asking for an alleviation of the gas tax. And it's mostly in states where there's a, um, it was actually in all the states, it was like five states, five or six states, maybe seven states that were asking for alleviation of the gas tax because this, this is a um, voting year for those um, governor seats. Shocker. Um, and the Democrats are the ones, the Democratic Party is the one that pushes largely for these gas taxes. And in California, they voted on it today to alleviate that 51 cents a gallon, which would be what? So you know, on average, we'll say that the, the, the average tank size is 13, about 12 and a half to 13 gallons. We'll say 13 gallons for easy math. So you're saving $7 a gallon. Um, I think that would help. A lot of people, because that's uh, you know, thirty bucks a month that could go towards some a little bit of more food, a little bit more um, energy in your house if it's cold somewhere. Um, I mean, at, at this point, in the specific, you know, specifically a lot of those type of areas where um, prices for things are are naturally, typically high, that you can get in where they're obviously getting higher, that you should get, you know, at any little break that you can. And stay, what do you think they voted? Zero Democrats voted yes, and all the Republicans, I mean, zero Democrats voted no, and all Republicans voted yes to repeal it or to put a pause to it. How's that not shocking? Democrats love their taxes. Democrats love being against you because if you cut that taxes, that means you got to cut money going into their own pockets. In some way or another, God forbid they alleviate the people of their fucking state or their country or their district or their town. But no, <coughs> they're not going to do that. They have not done anything to try to help the people of their own state. It's California has become a joke. I used to love California. I fucking hate it now. I think it's a fucking joke. I think it's pathetic. Someone, I, when I made fun of California once on one, one of my other accounts, and then someone had messaged me and says, good, you can spread COVID all in, and go to Texas like the rest of them. It's like, okay, then you can live in fucking, you know, pr virtual prison um, if you'd like. That's fine. I don't give a shit, you know, and I just feel bad because it is a, it's, it is a great state. I mean, you know, in essence, it was a great state, excuse me, um, and now it's just a shithole. It really is. It's just a dump. They were doing when I lived there. They were doing a great job building it up, making shit into something. Now it's just back to shit again. I mean, I'm talking about areas that were had you looked at it, and go, this would potentially be great. They make it great, and now it's back to shit. Not worth it. Not worth the effort. Not worth throwing around, seeing all the filth and disgust. It's just, it's terrible. And the crime, no way. So now they don't want to help the people there with that because it's going to take money out of their own pockets, and that's essentially how that works. And at the same time, Elizabeth Warren and I forget what other um, Democrat had put in a, um, a bill to tax the oil companies more. They call it the, hold on, I got to look this up because I don't want to get this quote wrong, but they call it like something to do with padding their pockets or some bullshit. Um, where is it? I got to find my... Um, here it is. It is called... Okay, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse and Elizabeth Warren say they're working on a proposed new tax targeting profits being reaped by oil companies as crude prices spike amid geopolitical tensions. Quote, big oil's first priority is to maximize profits. Okay, um, 
excuse me, but I'm pretty sure that any business's first priority is to maximize profits. Now, tell me a business. Tell me a business that does not want to maximize their profits. Tell me. I'd love to know. Like, I've never, ever met anybody who's opened a business and says, meh, you know, let's not worry about profits. Ever. Let's not maximize, get the best we can. Let's stick with mediocre. I don't want to up the value of my company. I've never heard anybody who's ever said that. Ever. And if you are, good for you. If you can live that way. You know, um... We, quote, we can't let them use Putin's invasion as an excuse to pad their bottom line with war-fueled profits, referring to Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion in Ukraine. So I'm working with Senate Democrats on a windfall profits tax. Oil companies are enjoying their biggest windfalls in more than a decade as crude prices hit levels not seen in more than 13 years, even before the invasion of Ukraine. Oil had rallied amid recovery in global demand in tight inventories, sparking a cash bonanza for U.S. producers in fueling dividend increases further stocked buybacks, end quote. Um, I went over a couple... Um, podcasts ago about you know what the deal is with oil companies and how a large chunk of it goes back into you know um drilling more holes and you know investing into the company because for the past couple i don't know a couple of years the they've actually been bankrupt and gone negative in the oil industry um overall and in this country and what happens when you do that is when you Going bankrupt because oil was so cheap, we weren't really selling it. Um, that's how we got energy independent. Quote because um, we were selling more, we were you know making more than we were producing, and the gas prices were so low they weren't profiting off of it, um, and they weren't uh, exporting necessarily as much as they were before. So what basically you 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 know like anything else more of it you kind of you know you lose when the demand isn't there you're just sitting on stuff and no one's buying it which is why you know how prices get low and it's essentially what happened i mean it's nothing really complicated to explain with that so what that eventually becomes is a liability for stockholders a liability for investors and in turn, when you bring in an administration that says we're going to cut off your ability to run your business or make it complicated for you to run your business and have you do the bare minimum, investors are not going to sit there and run back to you to continue doing what you're supposed to be doing because you can't necessarily do it, if that makes any sense. So what the now... Now, now that the demand is up and the supply isn't there, you can obviously charge more in in basic business. And so what they're doing is they're using that money to pay back their investors in stocks so that they can basically pay back their debts and pay back the people who supporting who supported them. And obviously, they got to pay themselves. But, I mean, that's no shocker for any big company. Obviously, they're making a lot of money. Um but they still have to do all that stuff as well. And, you know, in ter- I mean, I don't agree with these salaries that these CEO get, CEOs get and these top execs get. I really don't. 
you know, unless you're the actual owner of the company, then you shouldn't be using the type of money to give yourself million dollar bonuses and shit. That's a ridiculous amount of money for a bonus. Um, but anyway, that's that's not the the, the point of this. Um, so essentially, they're using the money. They're not padding their pockets. They're basically securing themselves for the future if they do decide to allow them to continue drilling or another administration comes in and sees the reality of it all and lets them go back to work and put more people back to work again. Uh, and they, or somebody finally wakes up and realizes that you will, we will never be completely um, fossil fuel free because it's impossible uh, based off of, I don't know, everything that's made so and that we use and, you know, in electricity and the fact that lithium batteries is a fossil fuel. Um, so whatever. So when they understand that reality or they get out of the pockets of China and those other foreign nations. Uh, so whatever, Elizabeth Warren doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. No shocker there. The, um, the big, I don't know, the, the, the big problem with with all of that is the fact that now, I mentioned over the, I think it was a week ago, the United States was looking, yeah, it happened a week ago, the United States was looking at Venezuela because they got cut off themselves themselves off from Russia and funding the Russia part of the war, which they're still not, not actually doing. And they went to Venezuela and asked the Marxist Venezuelan leadership to fund them and pad their own personal pockets and use their shitty oil because their oil is trash compared to our oil and fossil fuels. And it has been reported that Venezuela told us to fuck off, just like the Saudi Arabians told us to fuck off because somehow our egos have gotten our way and we think we can just kind of do business with anybody well you know what you you at one point and with certain people in office whether it was obama whether it was trump whether it was bush probably this administration is so weak literally on an international scale it's so weak and p countries laugh at us you've seen it on video at meetings and at these um big summits and whatever else them being laughed at you see it in the news international news for the, the people who have time to, to make fun of the United States leadership, they do it. Sky News is great at it. Um, they seem to know more about what's uh, what's going on, the shittiness of this administration than, than, than our own fucking news here does. And leaderships in other countries see the weakness in that. They're like, go fuck yourself, dude. You know what I mean? It's like you guys aren't as big and bad as you you know you guys think you are. Is essentially what it is. You know, there was a point. I mean, of all people, I fucking hate Trevor Noah. Said it himself. He goes, you know, and he's as anti-fucking Trump and anti-fucking, you know, conservative as you can really get. You know, with all those late night guys especially. And he even said this weekend in, in, in his own opinion saying that um, if Trump was in office, this never would have happened because when... You did. Trump was so unpredictable, and that's what people hated about him. That's why he wasn't good for government because he was unpredictable, and that was part. That's part of why he was so successful, and he knew it. He was calculated in his stupid rhetorics and the dumb stuff he said for a reason because you didn't know what he was gonna do, 
And what he was typically going to do was something extremely extreme. It wasn't just a slap on the wrist. Oh, we might, you know, put a sanction on you. Well, we might do this and put a useless, you know, ban on this and that. No, he was going to like either bomb you or shit on you or something that would make you look bad and be bad. Literally, like legit. And when you're unpredictable to the world, um, it's just like going into any fight. If the fighter doesn't know what you're going to do, it's he's going to have a hard time, your opponent. So with this administration, it seems that they're pretty predictable. They're going to back down to everything. They're not going to keep their promises. And that's another thing. Why are you going to do business with a country that doesn't keep their promises? They haven't, they haven't kept their promises in, in for much of anything in the recent time, in recent year, when it came to saying they were going to protect them and protect this. I mean, you know, we didn't protect Hong Kong when Trump was when, when was in office. You know, we didn't do anything for Afghanistan. We were there for 20 years, and we handed the country back over to a bunch of patient terrorists is what we did. And we're not keeping our promises now with the Ukraine that we made back in the, the 90s. And even back just five or six years ago. So, yeah, this is easy. This is an easy decision for these countries to say, go fuck yourself. This is the weakest we've been. And so now they have, a, they, this is an, an ability, strategically, this is a great strategy on the countries that hate us to finally be like, dude, we can make that country weaker. Like legitimately. You know, and China keeps popping up out of nowhere saying, oh, yeah, we can be friends with you. Oh, we're going to refuse all the Russian stuff and yada, yada, yada. Do you not think if China saw the ability to pounce against the United States, we would not sit there and collude with these other countries that like the like Saudi Arabia, like Venezuela, like Iran, like Russia, and, and probably numerous other countries that fucking hate us. Do you not think... They wouldn't find this as an opportunity to keep weakening us. Part of the key to the, you know, the communist playbook in the attack playbook is you got to get the people against your leaders of your country. You either get them to follow them if you want to take over that country from the outside, or you got to get the people against them if you want to sit there and battle in a physical a battle inside that country. So if they want to attack, they're going to get us to be against our government because we're not going to trust them because this is going to be chaos. And if you want to attack from within, you take the 20-year timeline on, on turning a country communist and you turn the people against each other and you create all these fake wars, internal social wars about racism and identity politics and you, you're winning. So essentially you have that winning in for the communist part of it now if you just throw in okay so we can get we can turn them uh we can turn them you know communist from the inside and at the same time we can attack them from the outside it's like dude we are in prime position to be taken down and not saying not with our army necessarily but the way this administration handles things, it's going to be pretty, it would be pre pretty easy on the outside looking in as far as what we're, we, we would think. Okay, the constant lies of this administration and Jen Psaki, 
saying that you know this administration has been a leader in in in, in, in filing you know filing sanctions and um uh i don't know the whatever negative things against other nations and yada 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 when they're not the eu is as a whole in this country is not this country has just been following suit with everybody else has been doing against russia and other nations now the last thing we have left to do since venezuela won't give us any oil or help us out or we god forbid we ever ask our own country to do make any more is we have all that's left is iran that's it <coughs> so we went from <coughs> Funding Putin's war against Ukraine, um, funding the corruption in the Marxists in Venezuela, to wanting to fund obviously the more the the Saudis and the terrorism over there, which isn't as much, but we, you know, but we know the corruption and all that stuff that has to go on over there and has historically, to wanting to fund the Iranians who attacked um, a consulate or a base over an, a U.S. consulate or base in Iraq over this weekend. So we're eventually finding ways to fund different battles that work against us while just now spending sending $14 billion to the Ukraine for uh, to assist them. So basically, all so much money this past year and a half has been taken from us that could be used in this country and sent elsewhere. This administration doesn't care about this country. This is the same administration that has yet to mention anything about the black community or the minority communities as a whole and saying how they're going to assist them after pandering to them and saying that they weren't black, considered they wouldn't be considered black if they didn't vote Democrat and vote for Biden. And so, you know, whatever they get them to do by going on all those circuits and all these, you know, rappers and um, Afro-influenced podcasts and shows that wanted you to vote for Biden because Trump was so bad, this administration hasn't done shit for for even one group of people they pander to, let alone this whole country. That's how much of a joke it is. So now we got people and, you know, enemies all around the world plotting something somehow probably against us in the future, near future, this year, next year. They got three more years of this, folks. Three more fucking years of this. They're like, this is, look what this guy did in a year. Look how much they weakened their prosperity. Look how much they've weakened their own economy. Look how much they've weakened their own support system. This is fucking great. They're crumbling themselves. This administration is literally crumbling on their own. They don't even need help from the outside, it looks like. I mean, I swear, it's a reality TV show where you got all these these leaders and from, you know, um, Shah Iran to the sheiks over in, you know, uh, uh, you know Saudi Arabia to Maduro in Venezuela to... Um, Ping in China and Putin all sitting there, you know, on a Zoom call watching the downfall of the United States without having to do a fucking thing. That's what I believe. That's what I see. You know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, and I don't blame them. I really don't. If you've ever hated somebody enough, you want to sit there and look and see, you know, what their. Um, 
you know what like what their weaknesses are and then watching them and like if you can sit there and watch someone you dislike crumble all on your own without you even having saying a word or making a post or or anything i mean that is um fantastic i mean that's a, that's like a dream come true in all reality so i don't know but and then on top of that i'm going to end it on this um today jen Saki was um uh, quoted as saying that we have one of the um strongest militaries in the world i mean that doesn't sound like a bad thing right um, I'm sorry, woman, but we have the greatest military on the planet, hands down. And that's a fact, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. And you, by by you weakening the idea of the U.S. military in that way, basically, you know, goes with the whole, you know, Biden, the, the Biden administration slogan, you know, expect less. And that's what they're doing. So anyway, I'm going to end on that. And until next time, folks, don't forget, this is our shitty opinion. Triggering leftist one opinion at a time. You can always leave a text or a voicemail at 339-224-4341. And until next time, thanks for listening to me, Ben. Well, goodbye. <laughs>